The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, it's Super Bowl week, guys. Peyton Manning against Russell Wilson. Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos. Sam, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Darrell, I think you said it best, man. It's Super Bowl week. Uh, where else would you rather be if you're a player on the Seattle Seahawks or Denver Broncos? This is what you play the game for, Darrell. Uh, you know, uh, it's not guaranteed that you will ever return to this platform, and uh, I'm sure that that's the way the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks are approaching this game. It's not Russell Wilson versus Peyton Manning. It's Richard Sherman versus whatever receiver the Denver Broncos put on the left side there. <laughs> you know, man, I, I really don't think Peyton Manning is going to be concerned about who's on the left side, who's on the right side. He's going to be looking for matchups. And I think Richard Sherman, hey, if, if he has the one-on-one, Peyton's going to try him. He's not going to look at, oh, that's Richard Sherman. I can't throw to that side. I don't see, I don't see that happening, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Daryl, the, uh, the the New Orleans Saints and San Francisco 49ers, they were very cautious. Uh, Richard Sherman has only been targeted two times in these playoffs, Daryl. One was a pass interference call that I thought was a little bogus, and the other one was a tip uh, to his teammate that ended the game and uh, sent the Seattle Seahawks to the Super Bowl. I'll tell you what, Daryl, you're talking about a big, physical, athletic corner that's, uh, that's really playing some of the best football of his young career career um this guy he not only talks a good game but he also plays a good game daryl and there's going to be a lot of matchups uh and i'm not sure if i was Peyton manning i had a the opportunity to play with Peyton manning and i'm not going to say he's going to stay away from a guy he's going to throw the ball to the open spots uh but i guarantee you he's going to know where richard sherman is at at all times but uh the seattle seahawks uh they line richard sherman up on the left side he's not a guy that's going to that's going to blanket the number one receiver for, for a team. They're going to put him on the left side, and he's going to do his thing on the left side. But there are so many matchups that we have to get to today, Daryl. But the first thing I want to know is how much of a factor with the weather uh, do you think the weather's going to play in this Super Bowl? You know, um, Sam, I, I just I really think Mother, Mother Nature loves football as much as any <laughs> American fan. And I think she's going to hold off just long enough for this to be a nice Super Bowl. I mean, it's going to be cold. It's wintertime up north in, in America. It's going to be cold. We know that. It's going to be probably in the 30s, may even dip down into the 20s. But as long as it doesn't rain or snow, uh, the wind is not too, too bad, 
I really think this is going to be a, 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 a good game. I don't think the weather is going to play a significant role in this game. Well, Darrell, on the flip side of that, you know, we, we can't only just focus on game day. You got to talk about uh, leading up to the big game. Uh, like today, there's reports that the fields are they're frozen solid. They have to shovel snow off the field. So teams have to go inside to prepare for the game. You know, um, you're not going to play the game inside. You're not going to play on turf. You're going to play on natural grass. It's going to be outside. I, I really don't feel that... Uh, Weather uh, being cold will play a part, but uh, I'm a little concerned about the wind. You're talking about New York. You're talking about the Meadowlands. Uh, if we can get a light, uh, a light wind, I don't really feel that that it'll have a big impact on the game. But if you're talking 10 to 15 miles per hour winds, I think that that definitely will benefit the Seattle Seahawks because uh, you know there's a lot of talk that Peyton Manning's arm strength isn't the same, and uh, you know. I, Hey, Manning still throws a great ball, still has great command of his offense. But uh, if you look at some of his throws, it, they're, they're not just getting there with the same velocity. He's putting the ball where he wanted. But at the same time, I think the win can play a big factor in this game. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what teams uh, decide when they decide to go in or when they're going to try to just because you're going to have to deal with the elements. You never know. And that, that's the one thing. Uh, Roger Goodall, he wanted a a cold weather Super Bowl. Well, the element of surprise, you know, the um, forecast is projected to be 39 and mostly cloudy, but at the same thing, anything can happen. It's supposed to be uh, a mixed bag of rain and snow on Saturday and Saturday night. But um, who knows? You know, you're talking about the East Coast, Daryl. Anything can happen. We can get a snowstorm tonight. Anything can happen. I hear that we may have snow flurries in Florida. In Pensacola tonight. So, hey, we're going to have snow flurries in Florida and Pensacola. I'm sure it's going to be snowing and freezing. And all we're going to talk about tomorrow and on Wednesday and, and coming up to this game is going to be the weather and how bad it is and how cold it is. And, and you know, what fan wants to go to a, a Super Bowl? Super Bowl is almost like a vacation, man. It is a vacation. Um, we had a Super Bowl many times while I lived in Miami. And trust me, it was always a big party one after another after another. Now, this is a week up until the Super Bowl. Fans came into town Tuesday and Monday, you know, and they, they celebrated all week long. I just can't see fans coming into a situation where there's a blizzard or a storm. You know, um, my mom worked in transportation for a long time. She said they wouldn't transport people into a storm. They transport them away from a storm. So I just can't see people really going to New York in, in these kind of conditions, man, to celebrate a, a Super Bowl? I, I don't know if I agree with that one, there. I, I agree with your mom. Why why uh, transport someone to a storm? Uh, you know, you really want to get them away from that action. But at the same time, Daryl, you're talking about the Super Bowl, the most popular sport in the world. Uh, you're talking about New York, New York, big cities and dreams. You know, uh, there's going to be plenty to do. The stars will be out. It is the Super Bowl. Uh Ideally, you would much rather be in California or southern or southern Florida or maybe Texas. But you're, you're talking about the Super Bowl. You're talking about New York. Uh, to me, it doesn't get any better than this. I, I don't think the weather's going to play a factor. You may have some people that say, hey, I don't want to put on a meat coat. I don't want to deal with the snow. Most of the people that's going to this game, Daryl, they're going to be driving limos and they're going to have drivers anyway. So that's, I agree, that's Sam. So that's not going to be a big factor in them planning on uh, 
that's not going to play a, a big factor in them getting to the Super Bowl because uh, the last time I checked, there are no tickets under two thousand dollars, and there's some over thirty five thousand. You know, that's what the vendors are saying. But the scalpers are saying that they're they're hard to get rid of this year, man. The tickets are just not they they people are not going to the game and not flocking to the scalpers like they have in the past. And well, Sam, Sam, did you, you know did that, you hear what I just said? No I tickets heard, under two thousand. Hey, I heard, if I was I a scalper, hey, I wouldn't go either for two grand. Listen to me, but you know most of these people that are going to the Super Bowl can afford the two thousand dollars. You understand what I'm saying? Or the or the thirty five thousand dollars that some of these tickets are going for. However. And most of these people that are going to the Super Bowl, when they went to the regular season game in their cities, they were the people that sat in the skybox. You understand what I'm saying? These are not the common folks. They're, they're going to a not-so-common not game, but these are not the common folks. And it's going to be hard for them to sit out there in 12-degree in weather or maybe even 5-degree weather when they're used to sitting in this plush skybox in Chicago at their home city or, or even in Seattle. At their home city, you know, so I, I think it's going to be a big difference, man. We probably not we we probably going to see empty seats at this. This is a, probably the first Super Bowl we ever see empty seats at. I'm gonna have to hit you with the lead course, so man, I got my number two pencil in my hand. Not so fast, my friend. It is the Super Bowl. I think people are gonna suck it up. Uh, a lot of these people, they're they're opportunists. They just want to be seen on TV. They want to be seen at the big event. So. Uh, I don't think we're going to have an issue with the stands being uh, empty. I think it's going to be a sellout, uh, rain, blood, crap of mud. It's the Super Bowl, Daryl. Where else would you rather be as a fan? Uh, you're talking about Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, um, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They're talking of cornerback. You know, Richard Sherman has been real quiet upon arrival. I really think he got something up his sleeves, Daryl. Uh, what? I don't know. Uh, but you, you're talking about a, a guy who just uh, sparked a great media conversation, Daryl, uh, last week uh, when he went off on Crabtree. But uh, there's also other theories that are going to be tested in this game, Daryl. You know, uh, I grew up with the saying, offense win games, defense win championships, where you're talking about the number one offense in the National Football League versus the number one defense in the National Football League, Daryl. Something has to give. You know, in this, in, in this situation, I think the weather could play a role in this, Sam. And, um, and we say this all the time, defense win championships, you know, but... If this is a, 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 a horrible horrible weather condition that they're playing in, if it's snowing, if it's raining, if it's wet, um, you really can't say, you know, athletes can't perform at, the, at their highest level under those kind of conditions. So anything could happen. You know, if there's a snowstorm and all of a sudden there's a running back coming out for a 60-yard run because nobody saw him come through the line of scrimmage. You know, in a, in a blizzard, we've seen these kind of things happen. So... I, I really think that the best team, not, not only the best defense may not, not win this championship game, the best team may not even win this game because of the conditions. Well, Darrell, uh, you, you, you're talking about the high-powered Denver Broncos. Uh, they're going to put points on the board. Uh, you, you're talking about one of the uh, – most cerebral players in in the game, maybe in the history of the game, in Peyton Manning, uh, a guy that's going to get him in the right play. He's going to go to the right places with the ball. You're not going to fool him. 
Uh, you're not going to confuse him. Um, the, the one thing that he has struggled with in his career is, is pressure. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, you're talking about a physical team, a team that pride themselves on playing physical defense. Uh, they got some big physical corners on the outside. Uh, I, I really feel that Sherman and Maxwell, they're going to they're gonna hold up. Uh, but when you're playing against a paid Manning team, what he's going to find out is how good is your third corner? How good is your fourth corner? How good is your fifth corner, Daryl? Uh, and, and to me, those are the guys who are on the spot for the Seattle uh, Seahawks defensively. Uh, the, the, the one plus and the one area that I really do like Seattle is up front. They have some guys that can get to the pass rusher. And, and, and again, uh, when you talk about weather, if, you, if you're a defensive end or you're a defensive lineman, if the field conditions are sloppy, you're going to have a hard time getting off. You know, you're going to be a little hesitant. You don't want to slip. And, uh, you know, all of these things are going to factor into play. But uh, if the field is nice and dry, uh, I really think Seattle can get pressure on the Denver Broncos with four guys. And if they can do that, that's going to allow them to play coverage. And uh, they're going to have a chance of being very successful in this game. I, I just think that, that the Seattle Seahawks are the most physical team on the offensive side and the defensive side. To me, Denver played more of a finesse game on offense, uh, but they do have the, the great Peyton Manning. And, uh, you know, I look forward to the chess matchup, but uh, the one thing Seattle do, and I think is what really make them so good defensively, Daryl, is they don't try to trick you. They don't try to bring in four or five new elaborate blitzes. They line up. They play football. Guys know where they're supposed to be. Guys know their assignments. And I really think this is going to benefit them. And they, they got a mean safety out there by the name of Cam Chancellor. And I'm pretty sure the Broncos have been watching the film on this guy. And uh, when he hits you, he, he's hitting you and delivering a message. You know, Sam, I, I really think um, you overlook the Broncos' defense. You know, I know they were ranked 20th, 20th in the league in pass and 8th in the league in rushing. But, hey, this is, I think, in the playoffs. We're talking about playoffs now. This playoffs? Defense, this, this defense has stepped up, man. And, you know, I mean, uh, when you look at this guy, Knighton, he never played at the level he's playing at now on the defensive line for the Broncos that he, play, that he played with it when he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We didn't see this kind of stout brilliance that he's showing us now with the Denver uh, Broncos, man. I, and I'm, I'm telling you now, I really think that you're overlooking the Denver Broncos. I understand Champ Bailey. He might be a little old, might have a little age on him. But, um, hey, he might be one of the keys to victory for the Broncos. Hey, play, Champ is going to play at a level that, that he's, he's never played at because, you know, he didn't really help this team get to the Super Bowl. He almost just got here by default. He's here starting by default. I think he's going to take the uh, uh, use this use this to his advantage, and man, he's going to make the most of his opportunity. Well, there, there there's no tomorrow. Uh, you know. Uh this is a game whether you're nicked up you're going to play uh, Champ set out some this year uh, he had the injury bug but at the same time Champ has had a great career he's a veteran he's going to know how to prepare for this game even though this is his first Super Bowl but uh Champ also don't, doesn't have the same skill set, and uh, luckily for him, you know he's not going. He's, he's not going to really. There's nobody on that Seattle uh, offense receiver wise that's going to 
that's going to scare you besides Percy Harvin. And uh, he's he's been in a similar situation to uh, Champ Bailey, uh, even worse situation to Champ. But yes. he hasn't, hasn't played much this year. But uh, he is a guy that you have to know where he's at when he's on the field. And, uh, you know, the Broncos defense, uh, Knighton, he has been very stout. Uh, he's done a great job against the run. And, and, and I'll say the reason he didn't play like that in Jacksonville, Darius, he wasn't surrounded by uh, the talent that he's surrounded by in Denver, you know, with other guys create matchup problems. It allows you one-on-one blocking, and he's doing what he has to do. He's winning his one-on-one battle. You know, uh, we used to say all the time in football, you got to win the one-on-one battles. You know, sometimes guys are going to be double-teamed. Some guys are going to be free. If you're, And what I mean by free, if you're one-on-one, you have to win those battles. And I tell you, man, this defensive end, Sean Phillips, hey, this cat has been playing at an un- unbelievable level as well. You know, I, I really think we're, well, honestly, if I'm looking at um, at defensive lines, I would probably give the advantage to the Seahawks. And, and, and just because of the way they've played in the playoffs. Man, I'll be the first t- person to tell you this, Sam. The 12th man, there's something to that. And I think Seattle won this year using that 12th man. I think you take away the 12th man from them, and they're not as good as they are in Seattle. You take them out of Seattle, I think they're they're just they they're not as good as um they I don't think they would have beat the New England Patriots this year on a neutral field. There they were six and two on the road. You know the twelfth man. Uh, yeah, they were, they were seven and one at home and six and two on the road. So uh, they showed that they can go out on the road and get it done. Uh, Denver was seven and one at home and they were also six and two on the road. Um, Denver favors a more uh, shootout type of game. Uh, but the, the one thing, you know, when you're, when you're playing against a great defense, Darrell, uh, they're, they're not in the shootouts. They're in the playing sound football, making you uncomfortable, taking away what you like to do. And uh, to me, that's where the chess match is going to be. You know, Denver runs a lot of pick routes. Uh, I, I'm sure Seattle's going to be on that. And uh, with Bill Belichick uh, complaining about it, uh, I'm sure that uh, that's something the referees – are, are going to be on the lookout for. And uh, everyone runs pick routes. But I'm sure that that's something that the referees are going to be on alert for. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not going to agree with that. Um, Seattle's not good away from home. When you win six games on the road in the National Football League, you're a pretty damn good football team hey, hey, Sam, uh, to, to be able to go on the road and win without the 12th man. When you start talking about shoot, shootout, Sam, listen to me. The New England the New England Patriots game was not a shootout. It was twenty six sixteen, you know. I, and I think Denver held its own with the running game during that during that game. And as a matter of fact, they leaned on the running attack probably more than they had in any of the games coming up into coming up to that game in the playoffs. So hey, I I really think that um. Don't underestimate the Denver Broncos running attack. Did you see the defense that the New England Patriots put out there? They could not stop the Denver Broncos. And and, and that's one of my points. You know, um, you kind of help my theory. If the New England Patriots can hold them to 26 points with that defense, they filled it. I really, I'm licking my chops if I'm a Seattle defender. But at the same time, I'm going to have the utmost respect for Mr. Peyton Manning. But uh, if if New England can hold Denver to 26 points, Seattle is going to do it. They they are 10 times better than that. I really think uh, you need to give Belichick his his credit, man. 
every time Belichick is on the field, I think you have to give him a little bit of credit okay. for, for the success and, and of those. Pete, and Pete Carroll I'm is not a taking disciple. anything away from Pete, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is a disciple of uh, Bill Belichick. And, and I'll tell you, man, I, I promise you Bill Belichick wished that he had the offense that uh, – well, the defense that the Seattle Seahawks fielded. But uh, the, my only concern with the Seattle Seahawks is Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson has been off to a tremendous start in his young career. But uh, probably in the last uh, six weeks, Daryl, uh, Russell Wilson has just been – he's been ordinary. He's not been that guy that's put up the mind-boggling numbers. Uh, you know, early on in his career, he was more of a game manager, and they kind of let the, took the training wheels off. Uh, lately, to me, Russell hasn't been the same. He has made the plays uh, when he needed them. He made a couple big plays last week on some scrambles. But uh, Russell Wilson, to me, he's going to have to play a better ball game. I think it's going to help him having Percy Harvin out there. And uh, if you're talking about weather and running the ball and grinding it out, I really like Seattle. Because of Marshawn Lynch, you're talking about beast modes. I don't know if the the Skittles he's eating, they're power pellets, they're something, but this, this guy Daryl, he gets it done, and you can have him bottled up, and eventually he's going to break one. Hey, I agree. He's a powerful running back and a very good running back. Uh, but I tell you, I know Sean Moreno has played at a high level as of lately. Um, I, I expect him to continue to play at a high level. I, I really think he's, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a Marshawn Lynch, but he's a running back that could easily get us get get the Denver Broncos um, anywhere from 80 to 100 yards in this game, man. Hey, Daryl, uh, I'll tell you, No. Sean Moreno, he is having an outstanding season. Yeah, to me, to me, he's the comeback player of the year. Uh, He's been well. They brought in ball. I really like ball running the ball also. But, uh, I mean, it could be a toss-up. But uh, I, I'm a defensive guy, Daryl. I'm not making a pick yet. Uh, played with Peyton Manning uh, for three years. Uh, I really respect uh, the job that Pete Carroll has done with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it's, it's been quick. He's, he's, he's did a tremendous job with them. But, uh, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of – there's a lot of things. There's a lot of X factors. Who's going to be that guy to step up, the guy that we've never heard of, to step up and become a household name? Uh, again, Daryl, what type of impact will Percy Harvin have on this Super Bowl after being sidelined for most of the season? Hey, Sam, I tell you, man, uh, I don't see Percy Harvin having a big impact in this game. Uh, his legs are really not under him. But, hey, you guys listen to Sports Info UM, and we'll be right back with more sports information on the Voice America radio station. flagship station for sports voice america sports are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field tune in for nick ferguson's secondary perspective on the voice america sports channel our guests will bring you the stories the opinions the expertise and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news find out what happens next Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports take. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info Yum. Hey, Sam, you know, we're talking about this Super Bowl man and Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Seahawks roster, Peyton Manning's roster in Denver. I really look at this Denver Broncos wide receiver uh, um, group as a much deeper group than the Seattle Seahawks, and I really think they have a lot more talent at the wide receiver position than the Seahawks. You know, I, I, maybe I'm a little wrong with that, but I think the Jones brothers, not the Jones brothers, but the Thomas brothers, um, Julius Thomas and Demarius Thomas, these guys are the real deal. And this kid, Julius Thomas, basketball player, by 6'6", they line him up wide, they line him up tight, they flex him. You just never know where he's going to be at. I really see him as being a serious weapon. Uh, maybe maybe the, the bright lights will finally catch up to him, but thus far, this young man has played at a at a very high level to be such a young kid in the uh, in the league. Well, Daryl, he kicked in the door this year. Uh, he had a breakout season. He was targeted 89 times, 65 receptions, 788 yards, 12 touchdowns for a tight end. That's tremendous. When you look at this Denver Broncos receiving core, they have four receivers with over 10 touchdowns. Demarius Thomas leading the way with 14. Eric Decker has just turned into a great wide receiver. 87 catches, 1,288 yards, 11 touchdowns. Demarius Thomas, 92 receptions, 1,430 yards, 14 touchdowns. Wes Wecker missed several games, 73 catches, close to 800 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. And then Andre Caldwell um, has has been big lately. Uh, when, when I look at this Denver team, I, I figure we're going to see a lot of 11 personnel. There are one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. They're going to spread. You get, they're going to spread Seattle out. And uh, to me, that's what Peyton Man is at his best. Uh, you're not going to fool him. He's going to know what coverage you're going to be in. He's going to know where, where to go with the ball. I think if Seattle's going to be successful defensively, they're going to have to disrupt these wide receivers' timings. They're going to have to get up on the line. They're going to have to press them and, and bump them and realize that Peyton Manning is going to make some throws, but they got to win more than they lose in this game. 
game. And um, they're going to have to get some pressure up front if they're going to be successful. But the one thing uh, that I really love about this Seattle defense and some of these corners, they're going to be able to play physical, Daryl. They're going to be able to not worry about getting beat because they have a center fielder and they have a center fielder that uh, if the ball's in the air, Daryl, and Earl Thomas, you're talking about potentially the defensive MVP of the National Football League and Earl Thomas. You're talking about a great center fielder. And, um, you know, a lot of times people overlook that. You can be aggressive as a corner. You, your man can beat you if you have a great center fielder like the Seattle Seahawks have in Earl Thomas. He's going to be able to make those plays there. And I guarantee you, uh, when, when you look at Seattle, a lot of teams don't throw deep post. Um, you know, uh, if I'm a corner, I want you to throw the fade route. I want you to put the ball outside and uh, where you have to make that perfect throw. But uh, I, I don't really feel that uh, Richard Sherman will be tested, and I don't think Denver's going to take too many shots down the deep middle uh, with Earl Thomas back there. I think Seattle's going to have to do a great job of playing some of those underneath routes. So if guys are flat to finish, they're going to have to get reroutes on the number two. They're going to have to buzz the flat and get up underneath some of those curls and those out routes. You saw Cam Chance. Cam Chancellor do a tremendous job against the San Francisco 49ers of buzzing the flat and intercepting the pass from Colin Kaepernick. But the one thing Cam is going to have to realize is Peyton is not going to make that mistake that uh, Kaepernick made, Daryl. But uh, I I just look forward to a tremendous game. And uh, to me, that's what makes Denver so well. They spread you out. And that's when you, where you mentioned no Sean Moreno and ball. They run the ball. They screen you. So you're going to have to be on your P's and Q's when you're playing against Peyton Manning. And, and I, so you're really saying that um, Brian Maxwell, he's just going to get picked on all night long. Hey, I mean, you know, because if, if you watch, if you watch I'm Brian Maxwell, saying, no, yeah. if you watch Brian Maxwell play against the San Francisco 49ers, he held his own. I don't think Brian Maxwell is going to get picked on a lot. The third, so and the third and fourth guy, whoever they're going to spread you out. So you're going to be in either nickel or dime, or if you're going to put your safeties on um, the slot receivers and Wes Welker and uh, the the big tight end. I think those are the guys that so are going to. Jeremy Lane is is he's going to be the guy that's going to get picked on. He, he's their nickelback. Jeremy whoever Lane. whoever the nickelback nickel is, is, he's yeah, going to have the nickel problems. and the dime back. Those are the guys. Them. Those are the guys that Peyton Manning is going to take advantage of. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Sam. I really think the, the, the game plan has to be the same for the Broncos that has, that has been all season. You have to establish some kind of play-action fake. And if you can and establish some play-action fake, you must establish some kind of a run game. I don't know whether it's going to be um, run by, by draws or just running it at you. I really think they have to establish some kind of run game. And when we when when a when run game is established, that's when these safeties like Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, these guys start sneaking up, man. They start stepping up, stepping up. And before you know it, Peyton Manning, he's stuck it in there, but it's not in there. He has it on his side and somebody's behind them. And it, I don't know whether it's going to be Richard Sherman or whether it's going to be um, Brian Maxwell, but... If you have it, if you don't have the safety support, and all it takes is all it takes is to happen twice in one half, and that's two touchdowns. But uh, Daryl, uh, when you look at Seattle Seahawks, man, their base defense is uh, they're they're going to have a single high safety, and uh, so they're they're going to be in in either a man or a cover three. Uh, 
They're going to be in a man or cover three. They're not an elaborate blitz team. So when you have a single high safety, uh, you're getting eight guys in the box, Daryl. So you're going to have one more than they can protect. Whether they spread you out or not, you're going to have that extra guy in the box. And uh, so – Therefore, that's that free safety, he's going to be allowed to play center field. He's not going to have to worry about getting creeping up and trying to play the run because the good guys know we have more than, than they can block. So uh, to me, that's where Seattle has an advantage yet. Uh, when you can get eight guys in the box, that, that's going to allow you to be physical and to stop the run. Now, if they can stop the run and do all of that and match up with these guys, they're going to have a great chance of being successful winning this Super Bowl. Uh, but now on the flip side, the only thing that scares me, uh, you have Peyton Manning quarterbacking, and then I just look at the two times that the Denver Broncos played the Kansas City Chiefs, Daryl. Uh, you, you're talking about a defense that came in with a lot of hype, the number one this, blah, 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 and uh, Peyton Manning picked those guys apart. You're talking about a Kansas City Chiefs team that had their own all-pro safety and Eric Berry, and uh, I don't feel that they're Corners are as good as Seattle's, but uh, the Denver Broncos—they uh, did a number on Kansas City, and uh, you know we Kansas City had guys that can rush the passer. Seattle got guys that can rush the passer. The one thing I do know from playing with Peyton Manning—if you don't get any pressure on him, I don't care. You can have the, the greatest defense of all time. You're going to have a long day if you don't get any pressure on him and make him uncomfortable. Well, Sam, let me tell you, from watching Peyton Manning, man, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring eight people, you're gonna put eight people in the box, and he has five wide receivers, or he has five potential wide receivers, because people can line up in the backfield and still be receivers. He has five potential receivers. I can almost guarantee he's gonna connect with somebody, and it may be only a three yard pass, but they're gonna turn it up and run for at least another three yards to four yards. Now we're talking about a six yard gain, seven yard gain. He will do that until you stop it. And I'm telling you, then he, and if you're going to move people out of the box, then they're going to start to run the ball. But I, I, I just can't see, I just can't see anyone filling the box up for Peyton Manning. You better spread him out. You better, you, you, you better put, take your people out of the box because that's where he's going to be throwing the ball at. All right, Darrell, if you have 11 personnel, you got one tight end, you got three wide receivers, you got a back in the backfield. If I come out in the cover three front, I got two flat defenders, I got two hook curl droppers, I got four guys uh, rushing. I got eight guys. So I, I can cover your guys. But, again, if they don't disrupt the wide receiver routes, if they don't get pressure on the quarterback, they're going to have a hard time. Because the one thing we know about football, Daryl, is if the quarterback has time, I don't care how good of a cover guy you are, receivers are going to get open. Hey, I agree, Sam. And I, and I think when we look and at Peyton this... And Manning is going to put his team in the best possible play. If they line up in an eight-man front, he's going to throw the ball. If they, right. line, up in a, if they line up in a pass-heavy defense, he's going to run the ball. They're going to right. be in the right play 99% of exactly. the time. Exactly. Like and a DNA Sam, test. Can you it's- say the same thing about Russell Wilson? No. I cannot we say cannot the same thing. About, same I, thing I can't about say Russell that about Russell Wilson. And, and, and if you can't can say, say that about Russell Wilson, you got a, a big advantage at quarterback. For the defensively, I mean, there's no we doubt. Know that. Well, we there's no doubt who has the advantage on um, quarterback wise. Right. Uh, that that's the Broncos. And they, have no a, they have the advantage. Has, they have the advantage when it comes to wide receivers. And I'm the not Broncos. so sure if, if between the two running backs that Denver's going to play, 
that they may outperform Marshawn Lynch. I, I, I just that one. I, I'm not. I'm not going to agree with that one. Uh, by committee, I, I, I still feel that Marshawn Lynch is going to. Um, he's going to outperform those guys. Uh, but one thing I do say is, uh, as long as the game is close to me, it favors Seattle. I think if Denver can jump out, if Denver jump up, jump out on Seattle and, and make them play catch up, I think that's advantage Denver. As long as the game is within seven points, I really feel that that's the way Seattle want to play the game. There, if you look at how they played last week, San Francisco 49ers, they led that game most of the week, and then. Seattle got a big play out their defense. They got three turnovers in the fourth quarter. Uh, they didn't have to change. They didn't have to get over aggressive. They continued to do what they do. They chopped wood there, and I, and I really think that's how this team is set up. They're not set up for Russell Wilson to pass for 340 and 50 yards. They want to run the football. They want to play action you. They want to play good defense, and as long as they're within seven points they can play their their style of football regardless of how good Peyton Manning is regardless of how big of an of an advantage uh, the Denver Broncos have on them as long as they're within striking distance they can play their game and you look at these no-name wide receivers uh Golden Tate Doug Baldwin Jermaine Curse these guys uh Tate had 64 catches 898 yards five touchdowns Doug Baldwin is a, a free agent uh, he was an undrafted free agent, 50 catches, 778 yards, five touchdowns. But these guys haven't let the spotlight get to them. They have continued to play at a high level, and they're not asked to do a, a, do a lot because of the way this team is set up. Now, Marshawn Lynch, on the other hand, 301 attempts, 1,257 yards, 12 touchdowns, Daryl. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's a threat to run the ball on the ground. So, you know, he might pass for 200 yards with those 50, 60 yards, keeping keeping plays aligned with his feet. Those are the killers. Uh, 96 carries, 539 yards, and uh, he had one touchdown, but just the drives that he extended. Uh, when, when I'm playing the Denver Broncos, I'm going to play coverage. If, I am, if I'm going to stop the run, I'm not worried about Peyton Manning. Last week, Colin Kaepernick gave them all type of problems. And, uh, you know, they were getting pressure. But Colin Kaepernick, he was, he's not going through his progressions. He's one, two, I'm taking off. Peyton Manning is trying to go through progressions. And that's when I feel Seattle is going to have an advantage. Uh, they don't have to worry about Peyton Manning tucking the ball and running for a first down or running 30 or 40 yards down the field. And uh, so I, I really feel that that favors Seattle, even if you want to rush for and uh, drop seven guys. Uh, and, yeah, uh, uh, one of the things I do feel that Peyton Manning does a great job of is hitting his check down after the running back stays and chipped the end, leaking out into protection. Uh, and, uh, and you know what? You have to live with those plays because, you know, I'm, if I'm Seattle, I'm going to keep everything inside and in front. I'm not giving up the big play. I'm going to make Denver be patient and uh, nickel and dime, dime me down the field. The one thing we know about offenses, Daryl, that are used to scoring a lot of points, eventually they're going to take a shot, man. They get tired of just taking those five and six yard take bounds. Uh, so hey Sam, let's don't let's don't lose track of the fact that Colin Kaepernick had three turnovers by himself in the fourth quarter for the for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, 49ers against 
the Seattle Seahawks. Now, you talk about three turnovers, Daryl. The, yes. the only one that I'm going to really say is really a, a, a bad play on his part was the um, the one where the safety buzzed the flat and intercepted the pass. That strip, was definitely his fault. The, but the, the, the strip, the strip, the strip, the strip force fumble, you can't put that on him. He didn't see the guy. I can't put that on him. I'm not going to put that one on him. However, the time clock has to be tick, tick, tick. It has to be going off in his head. You cannot just stand there and hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, and think that defenders are not going to make their way to you. And that was his fault, too. I'm that, giving that, was a great, that, was a, that was a great play by the defender. It was then, a great play. But, however, he could have easily got that ball, too. The Richard Sherman play, that was also a great play. Richard maybe Sherman they, play was a great play, but maybe he they could have thrown that ball where only Crabtree could have touched it. Um, Joe Montero. Out of bounds? Out of bounds. Yeah. At the, at the, he, he should know. He's he not Joe him. Montana. How can Sam, you compare we, this we, guy we, to Joe Montana, man? Sam, the San Sam, Francisco we, tree. We ask you to put the ball. We want you to hit the pylon with that ball. All right? If he hits the pylon with that ball, the only person that catches that pass is Crabtree. Now, that's in basic JV football. We tell you to throw that ball at the pylon. And it's, it's and not. It's, there's, there's only a handful of guys in the NFL that could have made that throw. Peyton Manning, I think Tom most Brady, guys in the NFL Drew Brees, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think and, most guys in the NFL could have made that throw, man. I think I don't he, know. he made a bad pass. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Network. When we come back, we're going to give you our Super Bowl picks. flagship station for sports voice america sports it's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here the sports girls take over the voice america sports channel every monday for the inside score beth silverberg chin chin ong and julie Bueller are here to showcase the athletes the coaches and the foundations that change lives in addition we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune in to Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your 
you're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, um, some say this could be Peyton Manning's very last game. I heard Peyton Manning himself say, hey, he, he, um, he makes that decision at the end of every season when you get to be his age. And I can understand that. I, I, uh, Peyton has came out and said that he definitely want to play beyond the Super Bowl uh, if he's healthy enough to play, whether that's win, win or lose. Uh, I, I don't see Peyton Manning retiring uh, if, if they win the Super Bowl uh, unless uh, medically he's not cleared uh, to, to, to play. So I really think that that's just uh, somebody in the media trying to make a story bigger than what it is, Daryl. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, uh, well, when I look at this game, uh, I ask myself, uh, what does East team do? What, what does the Denver Broncos need to do in order to hoist the Lombardi Trophy, Daryl? Uh, you know, man, I'm going to tell you, the Denver Broncos must establish a solid run game. And they must corral Russell Wilson. You cannot allow him to run free, do a 360, go back in the other direction. They must corral Russell Wilson and they must establish a run game. Peyton Manning is going to take care of Peyton Manning and his receivers, but they must establish a run game. And I think they have the offensive line to do it too, though, man. I really think that um, – I think, I think Denver has enough on offense, and their offensive line is big enough and physical enough to establish a solid run game. What do you mean they have enough, Darrell? You're talking about the record-breaking uh – Offense, the the most powerful offense in the history of the NFL. They scored the most points in the history of the NFL. Peyton Manning uh, passed for the the most touchdowns in the history of the NFL. So uh, to me, we know they have more than enough to be successful. Uh, I also think they're defensively. They're they're going to have to eliminate the big plays. Uh, Seattle's a team uh, they, they want to grind it out. Uh, and if they can get a quick strike, you know, uh, that, that plays in their favor. So uh, if the Denver Broncos, uh, if they're going to win, uh, I, I totally agree with you. Peyton Manning, he's going to take care of Peyton Manning. He's going to take care of the offense. They have the best offensive coordinator on the field uh, in, in this game in Peyton Manning. Uh, but uh, I, I really feel it's going to come down to their defense. They're going to have to eliminate big plays, and uh, they're going to have to protect the football uh, on offense if they're going to win. And uh the, the special teams, you know, those guys, they're going to have to be special. Uh, you would hate to lose a game uh, by giving up a big play in, the, in a, a, a big return. And uh, to me, that's another area where Seattle's kind of excel uh, with Baldwin and Harvin uh, and, and Golden Tate in, in the return game. Uh, we also know that Denver um, has a dynamic uh, kickoff returner. In holiday, and uh, we've seen Decker uh, return some plays. So uh, I think guys on the special teams, uh, they're, they're going to have to be alert. You would hate the um, – you saw uh, New Orleans against the Colts a couple years ago, uh, surprise onside kick. You know, you would hate to lose a game of this magnitude on special teams. Well, that's for sure, Sam. And, um, and when we look at special teams, I'd probably give the advantage to the Denver Broncos. You know, I, I look at uh, Eric Decker. He's had some really good punt returns. Um, he's probably been a better punt returner than Wes Welker. And, 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 um, and, and, and you're right. Um, 
Trenton Holiday, he's Trenton, explosive. Trenton Holiday is explosive. Denver hasn't used him very much um, because he's had some turnover issues, but I could really see him um, being, a, being a special player in this game, man, making something really big happen in this game. Okay, and, and on the other side, if the Seattle Seahawks, if they hoist the Lombardi Trophy, what are the keys to victory uh, for the Seahawks? The key to victory for the Seahawks, man, would, would really be for Russell Wilson to have an explosive game running the ball. And I mean, when I say explosive, he has to run the ball for over 40 yards to me for the Seahawks to have a chance at victory. And, and as far as defense, you know, we talk about Richard Sherman and, and we talk about um, 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 their defensive line and their defense being very special. I really think Richard Sherman has to have at least one interception in a, and, 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 and the Denver and um, Seattle Seahawks has to have three turnovers. If they get three turnovers, they'll win this game. Uh, well, well Darrell, I'm, I'm going to start off. To me, um, it, it starts with Seattle's defense. Uh, I, I really feel that they're going to have to score on defense or special teams if they're going to win this game. Uh, I think Russell Wilson, uh, he has to be solid. He, he can't have 130, 140 yards passing. He's going to have to um, he's going to have to pass for at least 200 yards. He's going to have to protect the football. No turnovers. He's going to have to get him at least three first downs on the ground scrambling. And uh, the, the guy who I'm going to put it all on is uh, Marshawn Lynch. If Marshawn Lynch can get to around 120 yards rushing down, I really feel that Seattle's going to be in control of the game. Uh, this is a tempo game. I, I really think in order to beat the Denver Broncos, uh, you have to control the clock. And if um, Seattle can run the ball, and um, even though they have a great defense, to me, their best defense is keeping number 18 on the sidelines. And uh, – they're, they're going to have to. Um, I don't know if Sherman is going to. Um, he's going to have to get an interception. But um, the, the, the defense, they're going to have to live up to the hype, and uh, they're going to have to hold the Denver Broncos to 24 points or less if they're going to win this game. Anything yeah. over tw- anything over 24 points, I don't think Seattle's offense is capable of handling that. Sam, we all know that Marshawn Lynch is probably going to run for over 100 yards. That's almost expected. But you're right. Russell Wilson can't be throwing for 140 and Marshawn Lynch run for 100. That's just not going to cut it. And we've seen that happen in a, in a few times in the last four games that he's played, that he has not had a lot of production. And I really think the NFL has caught up to him somewhat. He's going to have to change his style up a little bit. I don't know how he's going to do it, what he's going to do, but I really see the league has caught up to Russell Wilson. There's no longer him. He, it's, he doesn't get out of the pocket nearly as easy as he used to. He really made it seem simple to get out of the pocket. They've corralled him. They make him stay in the center of the field, and it's a lot tougher for him to get get downfield. And and it's obvious that he has trouble looking over tall people and finding the open receivers downfield. This has been a little bit troublesome for him. And I'm going to tell you, that lucky pass that he threw last week when he got those guys to jump offside, when he got um, San Francisco to jump offside, and he just threw one to the end zone, that was fortunate on his part. Yes. What, what do you What do you teach your guys, your your quarterbacks, when the guy when they know the defense jumped offside? You take a shot, right? 
Take a shot. That was, that was poor defense by the San Francisco. I agree. Because Russell Wilson, he was playing with house money, defense. though. He was playing with house money, though. Uh, when you jump off sides, you you take your shot, knowing if they intercept the ball or whatever happens, you're going to get the ball back plus five yards. So t- to me, uh, that that was smart. That that was that, a and big that was time dumb. Play. That was dumb on, on San Francisco defense. You might as well p- uh, commit a pass interference or holding on defense or something. But don't just let them go up and and and, and attack the ball. Uh, so was- you said they didn't try. I'm they tried. Saying, I'm, I'm, they just made a bad play. That was no, a terrible no, defense. No. I'm, Sometimes, if I catch you off guard just for a second, it's over. And I mean, if, if you have a brain fart for a tenth of a second, it's over, Sam. And I think some, some of these guys on defense with San Francisco at that time had a brain fart for a half a second, a millisecond, and it was too late. You know, it's, it's hard to recover sometime in the middle of, in the middle of action. So that's why, that's why I say it was a lucky play on his part and a dumb play on San Francisco's part. And, uh, he, got away these, with one, Sam. he got away with one. One of these no-name receivers, that they're going to have to step up. You know, you talk a lot about Russell Wilson not having a, a lot of yards. Uh, if, if, I don't know if the NFL has caught up with him. Maybe they've caught up with his lack of weapons, and they say, okay, Marshawn's going to get his. Marshawn's going to get his, so we're, gonna, we're not going to let Golden Tate, Doug Baldwin, and uh, Jermaine Kirsch beat us. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not putting that all on Russell Wilson. I really feel that they got to go out and get him some weapons offensively. That weapon was supposed to be Percy Harvin, and uh, I, I I really feel that, uh, to me, Percy Harvin, he's going to have an impact on this game. If Percy Harvin scores, the Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl. I don't see Percy Harvin getting 50 yards in this game, and I'm not even so sure he's going to be healthy enough to play this game. And if he does play, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he leaves the game with his third concussion of this season. Well, the good thing about it, Daryl, is if he lead the game, the Seattle Seahawks, they, they know they can win without him. They went 13-3 and three without him. That's so, sure. uh, so that's not going to be uh, that big of an issue. Uh, well, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, we, we've given all these different scenarios. So, Daryl, who do you like in this game? We're down to our last four minutes. Who do you like in this game? Who's going to host the Lombardi Trophy? Will Peyton Manning tie his brother Eli? You know, uh, it's Eli's job to buy the tickets for Peyton just so Peyton can relax and kind of take it easy. Uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl? You, you're rooting for uh, Denver or you're rooting for Seattle? I know you play running back, man, so uh, let, let's hear You know, hear Sam, it. you know, uh, it, it really it, it, it hardens my soul a little bit, man, to pull against the Seattle Seahawks because they gave me my first start in the NFL. I was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks in 1987 in the 11th round. So I really have a soft spot for the Seahawks. In the bottom of my heart, I'm pulling for the Seattle Seahawks. However, if I'm putting money on this game, which I am not, I think Peyton Manning is the guy that's going to tie his brother with two Super Bowl victories and win this Super Bowl. Whoa. Oh, hey, well, you know, that's a special. And I think the of... score is going to be, I'm going to even give you a score, Sam, 37-14. 37-14. You're saying they're going to smoke them. Blow them out. It's not going to be a very exciting football uh, Super Bowl. 
Well, you know, last year, Derek, the power went out. I really feel that the power is about to go out on this Denver Broncos offense. Uh, I'm a defensive guy, you know. I played on one of the greatest defenses in college football, the 1997 Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I was uh, blessed to be a teammate of Peyton Manning for three years, and I hate to say this, Peyton, I hate to root against you, but uh, I, I just really feel, man, uh, that a defense win championships. The last time the two, the, the top rated offense went against the top defense was 1991, the New York Giants and the Buffalo Bills. And you're talking about an explosive Buffalo offense with Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, uh, Reed, all of the receivers that they had. And the New York Giants beat them with Bill Parcells. Jeff Hosteller at quarterback, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, they had some Hall of Fame guys on their defense. But uh, offense win games, defense win championships. I'm going to go. It's going to be a nail-biter. I'm going 24-21. to Seattle will win the Super Bowl 24-21. It's just just a feeling, man. Uh, You know, when, when forces meet, Daryl, something has to give. And uh, I, I'll put all my money on the defense if I was betting. I'm not betting. I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to enjoy me some good wings and some dip. But uh, I, I just really feel that uh, Seattle, they're going to find a way to get it done, and they're going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Russell Wilson will become the second African-American quarterback to lead his team to a Super Bowl. And uh, – Pete Carroll, man, he's returning to the place that uh that fired him, uh, the Meadowlands. He he will be vindicated. Uh, hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Network. Next week we'll recap the Super Bowl and we will welcome in a new class of Hall of Famers. Hey guys, we'll see you next week. And hey, let's don't let's don't forget about John Fox, man. He's doing a heck of a job with the Denver Broncos. This is not Peyton's Manning team. This is John Fox's team, man. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.